Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Getting Crash Position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freak. How you doing, Freak Nation? Lucas Hall Studios, 20 years of this, man. Stat Man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Big show for you tonight. Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, that guy. That guy from WWF fame. Uh, WCW fame. And now uh, kicking ass with da- Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, or DDPY, yeah, don't as he calls it. Yoga. Don't right. you dare say yoga. Don't you dare say yoga. It's DDPY. He was part of the last weekend of the last dance with Michael Jordan. Of course, the, the doc on Michael Jordan. We, uh, we caught up with him earlier uh, to talk about the instance between Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, Hulk Hogan, and Diamond Dallas Page. So he'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Statman, are, will you be wearing your uh, Schmedium Diamond Dallas Page T-shirt during that interview? Uh, yeah, without question, I'll be wearing it. And I just, I was trying it on just before we came on the air, and uh, it almost fits. Looking pretty fly, aren't you? Yeah. Fly. Oh, man. Uh, so Diamond Dallas Page will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. With all of us needing a little bit of laughing, we got the freaking funnies. And Patrick Warburton, you know him as Putty from the Seinfeld Show and many voiceover Parts including Barry the B movie, B oh, movie, right? right? Yeah, uh, which we are well familiar with with a six-year-old daughter. He's also, of course, the the spokesperson for National Car Rental. Again, funny guy. He'll be joining us this hour. And Christopher Pavoldi getting set for hopefully the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series kicking off in July. He'll be running the Pro Light class. He'll be joining us coming up this hour. Statman Scat as well. Uh, quickly, before we resume with some of our affiliates, Stat, where are you? I know we want to spend a little bit more time with this in the next segment, but where are you now with these midweek races in NASCAR? They're trying to get so many races in a smaller window where even, even the most attentive NASCAR fans is having a tough time keeping up watching all these races. Well, considering that the race could be any day, with the rain and lightning and all that sort of stuff, you never know when it's going to happen. You know, racing in NASCAR has almost become uh, one from column A and two from column B. I mean, it no longer has the same cachet that you could point to on any weekend and look forward to Bristol or Martinsville or wherever. Yeah, their first race back obviously got incredible ratings, but it, it hasn't been able to keep up with that. I mean, there, how could it? Because you're right, Statman. There's a bit of a watered-down effect going on right now, and then weather just screws the pooch whenever the Cup Series comes around, or so it seemed. Gosh, what was it? Charlotte first with the Coca-Cola 600, and then the Wednesday race at Charlotte moved to Thursday, and then lightning delayed. The, yeah, it's just it's a bit much. However, if midweek races were to be, become a part of the new norm, 
every once in a while, not a ton, but every once in a while, I dig it. I dig it in the summertime because there's not a lot of sports going on in the summertime. So, yeah, give me a Wednesday race. And we had we had Robin Miller on with us. He's a writer with Racer Magazine, formerly with the Indianapolis Star. We had him on with us at the beginning of this year and also mid-year last year. And he said both times that IndyCar, well before this pandemic, had been considering midweek races in the summer because of the availability of TV time and to give something new to the fans. So, if it seems to be working for the NASCAR audience, then, yeah, look for IndyCar to do it maybe as soon as next year. But I think the question is, well, the question for me is trying to cram in so many races in such a short window. Yeah. That, I mean, we, we cover motorsports, and it's tough for me to keep up with it. Granted, I've only got one child. Imagine, right. people, imagine individuals with three, or three children. Well, they, they're scrambling because of the pandemic. That, that would not become a part of a normal schedule. But, right. yeah, right now situations are just a little different. It is hard to keep up with, though. Yeah, it's very hard. You've got the truck series, the, the Xfinity series, the cup series. It's, you can't do it all. No. You don't need to have a race every time you get two or three people gathered in front of a TV. Right. You've got to be able to have some exclusivity and some speciality, if that's a word, to the race. If the race is just another race, who cares? We'll spend a little bit more time on this when we get into the next segment. We're going to be rejoining some of our affiliates here in moments again. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Patrick Warburton, comedian, actor, will be here in the Freak Nation. Diamond Dallas Page as well. Christopher Pavolde, Lucas Olafo Racing Series pilot, will be joining us as well. Going to reset with some affiliates. Get to Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Coming up in moments, your Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation, roll on General Tire. Got a big old fat Ford, Chevy, a Ram. Put some General Tires in the bad boy. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, yeah, we thought March was the longest month of 2020 with all that was going on. But can I just say, i got to get this off my chest. May gave it a good run for its money, especially this week. Please, I'm not a fan of rioting, but I get why it's happening. Peaceful protests, though, have not been heard, and they have not enacted the change that is necessary for what must become an equal America moving forward. Fighting and destroying property is obviously not right, but can we please let this be the last time a destruction needs to be made for such simple requests of respect and equality? That can't be too much to ask. All right, moving on to motorsports and some good news. Supercross was officially back, yes, actual racing on dirt in Utah at Rice Stadium, where, by the way, the remainder of their now six-race season will all be reconfigured and run, and obviously with no fans as well. But for round 11, which took place today, it was Eli Tomac back in the winner's circle. Virtual racing is still going on, and the We Are The Race Legends Trophy wrapped up this weekend with F1's Jensen Button taking the virtual title. Fernando Alonso, by the way, another win. Speaking of Button, though, McLaren announced this week that their part-time third IndyCar will be tabled for the rest of the year due to the pandemic, forcing so many changes. Therefore, we will not be seeing Jensen Button or NASCAR seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson in an IndyCar in 2020. 
As long as the Indy 500 does eventually take place on August 23rd as currently rescheduled, we will see Fernando Alonso in that third seat as a one-off. Regarding IndyCar, they are back on track this week in Dallas, and even though the Texas Governor Abbott has now officially declared that sporting events can resume with fans in the stands, IndyCar this weekend will be fanless at Texas Motor Speedway. And how about that Williams F1 team for sale just this week? They confirmed the release of their primary sponsor, Rocket, and a financial loss of 13 million pounds. They are now in a formal sale process to discuss options with potential buyers. Whoever thought the genius of Frank Williams would eventually be dissipated? <laughs> then again, reminder, it is 2020. Coming up next, off-roader Christopher Pulvordi in the Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from The Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Freak Nation, it's called No Kid Hungry, and that's what our friends at Lucas Oil would like to see happen during these times. No kid goes hungry. Many kids who got meals from their schools no longer have access due to school closures. So, Lucas Oil is donating a meal every time the No Kid Hungry post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is shared, along with the hashtag Lucas Oil Family. So go to the Lucas Oil social media pages, click share or retweet, and include the hashtag Lucas Oil Family, and Lucas Oil will donate a meal to No Kid Hungry. Got it? Let's do this. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com to find the right product to keep your ride on the road. And I'm telling you, man, Lucas Oil has a line of products. Whatever ails your motorboat, your motorcycle, your car, they got it to keep your ride on the road. Go to lucasoil.com or check out your favorite auto parts dealers today, AutoZone, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Advanced, Napa. They got it. You go get it. Go to lucasoil.com. Coming up in moments, Patrick Warburton, comedian, actor. He'll be in here for our Freakin' Funnies. Also, Christopher Polvorty, uh, Lucas Oliver Racing Series pilot. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Also joining us here in the Freaks will be Diamond Dallas Page next hour. He was part of the Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman segment on The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. And his take on <laughs> that instance is just greatness. But quickly, before we get into Christopher Pavoldi in a few minutes, Crasher, we see that NASCAR has released its next phase of races. And we were talking about this to kick off the show about are we fans and where do we stand now with these midweek races? And I understand you're trying to cram in so many races in such a small window. But looking at what we've got now, what is it? Is this through August? What you're seeing, Crash? looks like mid-August. This was released to the teams on Friday and should be made public coming up this week. And who knows if maybe some additions will be made when it goes public this week as well. But, yeah, I guess maybe some good news in this is that it looks like there's only two midweek races in the third extension of the schedule. So from the middle of June to the middle of August, looks like only two midweek races. To me, that's, that's good. Based on what we just talked about at the top of the show, that could we be saturating the market? Could NASCAR be saturating the market way too much with far too many midweek races? And if that's the case, guess what? You're not going to get it in the third extension of the schedule. So that's, that's good, in my opinion. And if you look at some of these dates, holy smokes, July 19th at Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, have fun with that. Oh, Statman, can you go out there and cover that race for us, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'll really need some uh, a thong or what it was a, a, a t-shirt or something. You know, I mean, it's crazy. I don't understand. NASCAR for five years has been battling fan disinterest, so they're going to throw out more races. It just makes no sense. If if anything, to save money for the teams instead of driving from. Tennessee to Charlotte to Atlanta in four days, why don't you just have doubleheader weekends? And that way the teams don't have to travel so much. They could cut down on costs and they maybe will have more fans if they know they could see more than one race. Otherwise, it just, I don't know, maybe it's looking out my window at the deer and the antelope playing in the backyard. I, it, it just doesn't have any, it doesn't compute at all. I wonder, Statman, if it's a case of you don't want to be in the same spot so long with this pandemic. If you want to get in and out of there and get, give the, the air a chance to breathe, so to speak, and then come back into that same air, because I, I, you're right, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you want to knock it out, let's go double headers. That's the only reason I 
got to think why they got to get the hell out of there. Which there are doubleheaders coming up in this third phase. We've got a doubleheader at Pocono. Let's see. Saturday, June 27th, will be a doubleheader with Trucks and Cup. And then Sunday, the very next day, will be a doubleheader with Xfinity and Cup. So then, essentially, you get a Cup doubleheader in that as right. well. Indianapolis, same thing on the July 4th weekend. And then Michigan again on the Saturday, Sunday, August 8th and 9th weekend, a doubleheader for Cup. So you do have a couple of doubleheaders in this, this third phase of the schedule extension. But I'm with you guys. There was no need to try to feel like you had to squeeze in every race that was missed during the lockdown. You could have just said, we'll pick up the schedule where we left off or we'll pick up the schedule wherever we need to and just resume as it was slated. You don't need to cram things together necessarily. I, I don't know why NASCAR felt that was such a necessity because we're in different times now. So mm-hmm. guess what? You haven't abbreviated a shorter schedule. So be it. I mean, these yeah. guys are going to be exhausted. The crew members, the drivers, everybody exhausted after this crazy summer of trying to fit everything into every, basically every round peg into a square hole. Or, you know, eh, the opposite. Square peg, round hole. Something you like you that. know what I mean. Yeah. Go ahead, Stat. Every partner in the NASCAR world, the fans, the TV spectators, the teams, you're getting fewer teams because of cost. You're getting fewer fans because of cost. You're getting fewer TV ratings because of the interest. So it doesn't make any sense to double down every chance yeah. you get and throw more stuff at the people. That There's no way. I mean, I, I've run small businesses before. There's no way that makes sense. And I don't understand how they think. This is going to work by throwing more stuff at people when the people have said, this is too much. I can't deal with all of this. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, we're talking about the updated schedule now at least uh, through August. And, again, the first time that we expect to see IndyCar is going to be in July at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, right? Oh, no, no, no. The first time we're seeing IndyCar, I'm our sorry. Dallas affiliate, it's next weekend. Right, I'm sorry. Texas Motor Speedway. And, yes. I meant, I meant then the NASCAR and IndyCar together. Oh, the sorry, double header. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a shame for IndyCar fans when the governor, Texas governor, says we're going to open up sporting venues in June. And then all of a sudden IndyCar and Eddie Gossage are saying, yeah, but we don't have enough time for the fans for the, our IndyCar opener. I mean, I get it. I completely get it, but I know some fans are pretty bummed about that. The IndyCar season will start in Dallas, Texas, Texas Motor Speedway, next weekend, fanless. Yep. The one thing missing, fans. Fans. But it's in the name of Christopher Povorde, Lucas Oil Overall Racing Series Pro Light driver, uh, running on those general tires. He joins us coming up next. And Patrick Warburton, comedian, actor for our freaking funnies. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. It's been a painful week in America. We're asking questions about our relationships with our government and law enforcement. We may need to change America forever just to find answers to those questions. There's some reality, though. The SpaceX historic flight to the International Space Station. The wonderful thing about the TV launch shows was watching former Freak Nation co-host Chris Jacobs. Jacobs was only around for a year or so of our 20, but his friendship remains important. When you talk about Speed Freaks, you have to mention the NASA astronauts Doug Hurley and 
and Bob Behnken. Without going into a calculator of numbers, the SpaceX rocket will be going at 18,000 miles an hour to orbit the Earth once every 90 minutes. To escape Earth orbit, they'll be traveling 25,000 miles an hour, or 7 miles per second. Dizzying, but this mission could change American technology history, freaks for sure. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil Studios celebrating 20 years of the Freaks. The official date will be June 25th, 2020, where we celebrate specifically 20 years of doing this crazy stuff, man. That's this freaking month. And if, if my, and if my math serves me correctly here. Oh, boy, doing math on radio. This young man <laughs> that's uh, joining us once again here in the Freak Nation, Christopher Povorty, Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series pilot, off-road racer. Uh, will you be celebrating your 20th birthday come July of this year, Christopher? Is that right? Correct. Yes. I will be 20 on July 28th. So Holy a cow. Few days. The Freak Nation started one month before you were a little baby in this world. Babe. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, and Christopher, when we had you on the, the first time you know, two or three years ago, we gave you a little bit of grief about – you know, have you started shaving yet? And I think it's like you, if you went out and won a race, we were going to shave your face, and you went out and won the race. We never shaved your face. <laughs> I think the big question is, is are you shaving yet, buddy? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not nothing promising here. I mean, it's, it's, I got a little <laughs> bit of scruff. I have to, you know, get rid of every once in a while because it starts to look gross. But uh, that's about it. No, no beards here or mustaches yet. Rolling on general tires, Christopher Povoldi joining us here in the Freak Nation, off-road specialist. Uh, many things we'd like to talk to you about, including, man, trying to get the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series underway. It's crazy. And we understand with COVID-19, the coronavirus, and, and all of this, as of right now, it looks like Sparks Nevada will be the first race of Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series in July. That'd be a hell of a birthday present for, for you. And two... How do how does an off road driver stay in shape to get set for his or her season? Oh man, it's it's I don't know. It's been tough. I don't like being on the off season this long, but I I personally I do a lot of physical training. I ride my mountain bike a lot, so that keeps me really busy. I'm trying to just keep the mental game strong, physical game strong, but it's tough because it's not the off road truck's not something you can go drive every day or once a week. It's kind of a tough. Thing, but it's been fun, you know, just trying to incorporate new things during this weird time. You mentioned riding your mountain bike. You've got some pretty sick videos on social media with that mountain bike. Are you on that every single day, and is that your favorite way to stay in shape? I would imagine living in Southern California would have to be. Yes, it's definitely. Uh, riding my intense bike is one of my favorite things to do lately. I honestly just haven't had time to do it every day, but I usually try to get on several times a week and so lately, I've been crazy busy. I just finished um, my semester in college. So uh, I, I do a lot of in-the-gym stuff, too, but riding my intense bike is definitely probably my favorite. At least I have the most fun doing it. And some other stuff. I've just been fascinated with your social media and things, like you said, that you've been doing to keep busy. Clearly, college was keeping you busy during this long, longer-than-normal off-season. 
but it's cool to see what Ford and Ford Motorsport has had you guys in, in all of their series do. I've been watching the Team Penske drivers with some social media videos on how to stay safe, how to stay sanitized out there, and you've got a couple of them as well. Did Ford come to you guys, or was this just kind of you guys saying, let's do this for our big engine manufacturer? It's been pretty cool. Ford's been doing a lot for behind the scenes that a lot of people haven't seen, and they were cool enough. They took a moment, brought us all together, and kind of educated us on all the PPE they're doing and how they've shifted. Ah. They've shifted from building cars to now they're building um, ventilators and respirators and masks and all kinds of stuff, and they're uh, teaming up with uh, GE and all this stuff. So it's been pretty, it's been honestly pretty cool to see. And uh, it's been cool because all the drivers, we, we get kind of a little info every every week. So we've been able to push it out and just try to educate people on what they're educating us with. It's brilliant. I mean, how come nobody else is doing that? I, I've asked, and I'll refrain from who this was, but I've asked a couple of racing series to let us know what your manufacturers are doing so we can push it out there. But Ford took the initiative themselves, and that's got to be that's got to be given some massive kudos. No, I, I think it's been pretty rad because they're, I mean, it's honestly, you don't realize how much they've been doing. And I remember sitting at the first meeting, we were sitting on a Zoom call, and they're like, telling us all this stuff and it was it was honestly it was just i thought it was so cool just to be kind of associated with that i I felt honored honestly christopher christopher pulvardi when you talk about ford and social media the name that automatically comes up is ken block is he involved in any of these meetings was like that zoom meeting was he involved in some of the planning of things that ford is doing Yes, no, it's, um, Ken's been part of it all. It's been pretty cool. I, uh, I get a little fan fanboy, I guess, when uh, Ken gets on the call. I kinda, <laughs> we but, all uh, do, partner, believe me. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> um, it's been, yeah, he, he's been on there. He's been um, putting in his word a lot. Just, I, It's been cool to see them all. Everyone's from, you know, everyone's all around the country, around the world, kind of just putting in their different info of what they've learned and, I think yeah, it's cool to see Ford come together in a time of a time like this, and it's, it just makes you proud to be part of Ford. So I'm looking at your website, ChristopherPolvardi.com, and the first thing that jumps literally almost jumps off the screen is this van that you built with the tracks and the the graphics on the side. I mean, that is beautiful, dude. Uh, where did that come from? Oh, thanks. Um, um, I actually drew, people always laugh. I drive a transit van as a daily driver most of the time. I also have a Ranger that I drive a bunch, but uh, I drive a transit van to school and whatnot. So I've just been a big van person. And we were talking, and someone was like, You should build a uh, Ford's coming out with this new all wheel drive van. You should build one. So, you know, one thing led to another. And we ended up designing this kind of crazy van that adventure van that kind of fits my lifestyle i I love to ski i love to mountain bike i love the snow so we kind of just kept throwing i don't know over a year we kind of built this wild thing and ended up having tracks on it and it's able to sleep um inside like four people everyone in their own bed so it's perfect for a bunch of like young young boys like me like all me and my buddies were able to go like hit the hit the trails and whatnot and bunk up 
So, uh, Christopher, with distance learning in school nowadays, you could take this up on the top of a mountain and take your math class or science class right there in the van Seriously? looking out over the next 10 miles of just beauty. Oh, I've done it. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. taken my van out and just parked in the middle of nowhere and hopped on some hopped on some meetings. I, I, I'm a very outdoor person, so I don't, the whole sitting in in a room all day listening to lectures just hasn't gone too great with me. But we made it work. <laughs> let me let me jump in here with one more guys. Uh, also on your website is this F one fifty. This gray F one fifty that is please tell me that's what you drive at your daily driver. That thing is beautiful. I wish it was my daily driver, but it is street legal. I've taken it. I, I've driven it to school um, several times, actually. Uh, I've driven to school pretty often. It's a 1967 F100, but it's pretty much a full-blown. It has 30 inches of travel in the back, 24 in the front. You can you can go across big old five-foot whoops at 100 miles an hour in the desert. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> It's freaky. It's kind of a sleeper, you know. It just looks like this classic truck with big tires. But then once you start to look at it, it's like I think Christopher <laughs> Christopher Polvorty. I'm just sitting here listening to this. You could leap over the school gym in this thing. You, this yeah. is a, this is an incredible piece of machinery, and you just drive it to school. You talk about it like it's a Pinto or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. I always laugh. Last year, I had to park in a parking garage, and when I drive it in there, I'd set off at least five, six car alarms every time. It was kind of, it was, I mean, it's loud. It's 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 kind of a race truck in a way. So it's. Yeah. We were talking about this a little earlier about with NASCAR schedule. They've got they they're getting so many races in a short amount of time with midweek races. Whether you're driving a, an off-road truck or you're a fan, are you a fan of these midweek races for NASCAR? Um, I, I touch in a little. I touch in a little. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch a ton. I'm so busy. I keep myself, like, pinned all the time. But I do. I you know. I, I check social media afterwards, and every once in a while I'll clip in. But I'm definitely not, like, I, I, I don't know as much as I should, I guess you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> what about i racing? I know you got involved in that. Were you an i racing fan prior to the pandemic and so forth? Were you a big fan of it? I had some buddies who had had it, and I'd ran their um, setups. But before i before the the whole lockdown, I didn't have one. I don't have. I'd never had much time on it, and I started getting all these calls. Can you be part of this race? Can you be part of this race? And I was like, Well, shoot! I guess I need to get a setup. So I built a setup in like four days, overnighted everything because I had a race. Like I got a call on like Friday night, and I had a race like Wednesday, and I oh. somehow got it all done. Got a got a few hours of practice and run it, but I'm uh, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. At it. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of something that really takes time, and I think all of us have learned that, it's iRacing or anything eSports. It takes a lot of time to learn the nuances of how to race, not on dirt, not on asphalt, but on a computer. No, totally. It's, there's so many different aspects of it. Uh, it's crazy how realistic, but it's, on, it's so different in so many ways. and It's been tough. I, I, I never played video games in my life. I don't, I don't own any gaming consoles or anything like that. 
So this has been really tough. I'm not gonna, like figuring out all the gaming and like the chats and everything. I've had to be on the phone with all my buddies. They've been walking me through it, but it, it's been fun. You know, it's been cool. It's because yeah, I think if we didn't have the iRacing, we'd all be going crazier like 10 times more because this has kind of been like okay we can at least do something we get to talk to each other we get a race we get to you know slam each other but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i I, it's been cool you know it's been cool to see like people step it up and how much traction it's gotten freak nation he hopes that july 24th wild west motorsports park in sparks nevada for the lucas oil off-road racing series that that's going to be the kickoff given where we are with the pandemic, the shelter in, shelter out, regardless of where you are on this planet, it's affected at us all. We just hope that we can get some off-road racing series. Lucas Hill Off-Road Racing Series going off here in July. Right before his birthday. Bam. Days before his birthday. Lucas Hill Off-Road Racing Series, Desert Racer, here in the Freak Nation, getting set for hopefully a 2020 season in the off-road series. Multi-time Crandon champion, too. Bam. Got to throw that out there. Uh, and which class will you be focusing on this year in the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series? I'll be running a Pro-Light again. Got Sweet. it. Okay. It's badass running on yeah. those general tires. Christopher, thanks for doing this, buddy. No, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's fun. All right. Stay busy. I'm Pope sure you will. <laughs> running on general tires here in the Freak Nation. Coming up next, we got your freaking funnies. We all need a little bit of laughing going on. Patrick Warburton. You know him as comedian, actor, putty on the Seinfeld show. Of course, the spokesperson for National Car Rental and voiceover extraordinaire. He joins us next. Beat Freaks Pits and the Lucas Hall Studios. That's when they say I lost my only friend. Well, I said she died easy of a broken heart disease. So I listened to the cemetery tree. Sports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. 
Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks. If someone's cooking burgers, I want a unique flavor. And there's only one that truly hits the spot. Bubba Burgers Jalapeno or Sweet Onion Burgers. And it's straight from your local grocery store. There's even reduced fat and turkey Bubba Burgers. How about an Angus Bubba Burger? Basically, there's not a better burger to throw on the grill for your weekend parties than a tasty juicy mouthful of Bubba Burger. Again, available in your grocery store. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Freak Nation, you're always open to a party, right? Well, Lucas Oil can satisfy your party, Jones, with the Lucas Oil Tailgate Party. It's a daily Facebook campaign dedicated to you, the race fan who's stuck at home. And yeah, you need a racing fix. It's free racing every day at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Lucas Oil's Facebook page. You'll find Circle and Oval Track Racing like ARCA and Modifieds, Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series, Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series, and much more. So head to Lucas Oil's Facebook page, give it a big thumbs up, and get free racing every day. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Vicky Bunny. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking right now. Mm-hmm. You a manhole. Mom jeans for dudes. Dick Poop. We suck again. Dick Poop. <laughs> Robert Sarver was a CEO of a company called Mountain Bash. Hey! Tiger Woods. I don't know. Who, I know who that is. It's, uh... Hey, guy, come on. <laughs> 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 Igor Kokoschkov. Oh, my Igor Kokoschkov has one of the best German dubstep albums from the late 80s I've ever heard. I ask God. Here comes the butt. To send me. Listen, butt face. A white girl with a big booty. Oh, my God. Of the Kingsbury clan. Of course we know Cliff. Yeah. They meet the mayonnaise, right? Out of the goat's milk. It's time for freaking funny. Mm-hmm. It's Freaking funny! I am a freak and proud to be so. Let's go. Uh, Patrick Warburton joined us here in the Freak Nation. Comedian, actor, voiceover talent. But I got a beef with you, Holmes. Bring it, sir. Uh, and and with that voice Bring right it. right there, when I uh, when I showed my daughter yeah. who was going to be in the studio with us today, uh, she called you the bad man. Because she's a huge B-movie fan. Mm. She doesn't like you, Mr. Tennis Player. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, trying to kill uh, Buddy or Barry the bee. the bee. What's up with that, That's man? Right. That was one of my favorite moments when I was trying to smash Barry. With <laughs> Barry goes, That's a big magazine. And uh, Ken goes, It's Italian Vogue, mostly ads. <laughs> <laughs> Why does yogurt night have to be so difficult? Was just, Jerry just loved that line. Because he directed, you know, so right. he was in the room all the time. I spent more time with Jerry on the B-movie right. than on Seinfeld. What? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, we weren't in a whole lot of scenes together on Seinfeld. And uh, we, as I talking, I've talked about this before, I did sort of try to avoid him when I was there, only because uh, I had such great admiration for him. He's a very generous guy, and he's a, 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 a very, very sweet man. But I... Uh, I just felt like I put my foot in my mouth or something. I just wanted to hit my marks, get my laughs, and then have them go, 
uh, just be trouble free. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we like him. Bring him back. But I mean, if I started talking to him, it would have just gone south. <laughs> I would have. I would have said something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. This but is then a- came B movie and A OK. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, Jerry's just uh, yeah. It's just uh, it, it was just my lack of confidence. <laughs> Dude, on the show. Well, listen. You knew when you got invited back to a stage. It was stage nine at CBS Radford. That was hallowed ground because the first year I did an episode was the sixth season. So it, that show was you know on fire, and mm-hmm. you just wanted to be on it. So anytime they asked you back, you just felt very fortunate. Did not go to craft service, just stayed in your trailer. Oh, no, you did. It was the best craft services of <laughs> oh, any show ever. It's ridiculous, yeah. Was that a case of Patrick Warburton joining us here in the Freak Nation? Was this was it because of the tenure that you spent in the business trying to get that break, which you realized that this was going to be your break as Putty on one of the most popular shows ever? You just didn't want to screw up what you had worked for because you didn't uh, want to step it, on Jerry? Uh, no, it wasn't, you know, and it wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't avoid him like the plague. It was just that I just thought, look, just, just, uh, get your job done, do it well. And uh, hopefully they'll invite you back. That's all. So Barry Martyr is Jerry Seinfeld's producing partner and they do comedians and cars getting coffee together. <laughs> so Barry is the one guy who has written these letters to, you know, uh, corporations for decades now. There's literally nine or 10 books of these <laughs> and they're absurd letters and he gets these responses. And, uh, so, um, so uh, that's why Jerry wrote the forward and uh, you know the books and whatnot. But um, but they're really stupid, and that's why why you know why I like uh, I like uh, these things. Okay, but hold on though. The letters are a setup. I really thought there were these this many psychos in the world. Oh no no no! It's one guy who's written letters to all. Here here's a letter. John, just give me one. So this is like this is an example <laughs> like what this is what this is what Ted does. Dear Good Cook Fork Company, I just want to tell you how uh, happy I am with my fork. The Good Cook Fork Company (laughs) makes a very good fork, maybe the best fork I've ever used, certainly better than my spoon. Uh, (laughs) Use your fork on the following. Mashed potatoes, melon chunks, cranberry roll, beets, corn, (laughs) lettuce, cake. Please let me know that the people who made my fork were thanked. They deserve that. In the meantime, I will continue to use my fork on the following. Sandwich, meat, pie, pineapple, (laughs) imitation crab yams, gumbo. I want to be uh, up to date on uh, other fork designs. Will there be more prongs? Best wishes, Ted L. Nancy. And then they write him back. The rep writes him back, and they're like, wow, we really, you know, we're very happy that you like your fork. I assure you that we will uh, thank the uh, manufacturers. But obviously, it's probably the first time anybody's ever thanked them, and they're thrilled. And, you know, so you got uh, your manufacturer there. You got your uh, Brett Bratch, I hear, brand manager, who will now call up the manufacturers and say, don't kill yourself. Right. We got some good feedback here. There the are people out there that love your precious. work. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Okay, you- so I read, hold on just a second, Katie. I read that letter to Ralph's about the, the psycho sponge that is affecting this guy at night. I truly thought that came from a nut. So these are all setups. This is brilliant. Yeah. This is from a brilliant mind. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a bit nutty. <laughs> Letters from a but, nut. Yeah. What have you found the responses from people, just just the fact that they believe some of these letters, that this is actually somebody out there? Well, um, you know, corporate responds to these, for, and they'll respond for a number of reasons. One, they think it's 100% earnest. You know, he usually keeps it pretty clean, and they're well thought out. So they, they might think that he, um, um, you know, he might um, – have issues he might be on the spectrum here maybe um or they, this might be product control right or what would it uh, you know 
Yeah. Th- th- maybe they're being tested. So like, okay, well, we have to respond to this. We might, uh, our jobs might be on the line. So they, they always get back. They always respond. And, um, you know, maybe at a certain point, right. you know, after uh, he's hit him a few times, they might, uh, <laughs> all right, this guy's uh, making some sport with us. That's enough. I mean, there's got to be two things that happen. One, they look at each other like, there's no way they're messing with us, right? right? And because two, there's no way that anybody would actually take the time to do this. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest here. There's no way that anybody would. I mean, they're not messing with us, right? There's no way. But yeah. if they are, oh, and he caused, but he does cause you know real headaches for for these people, which is great. You know, he'll contact you know a Holiday Inn Express and you know uh, you know somewhere in uh, Ohio. You're my favorite uh, hotel. I always stay at you. I'm going to be staying at your residence here. Um, I have one request. I bring. I need to bring my own uh, ice machine <laughs> like oh well we have an ice machine on uh, the you know the uh, sixth floor and the 15th floor yeah i can't leave my room i need to bring they go back and forth i need to bring my ice maker uh i've measured it and it I actually have three inches of clearance in your elevator and it gets oh right by gosh. reception um you know and so they're like you can't bring it and he goes listen i have extra swaths of carpet so if i tear your carpet but i've got matching carpet for all your carpet and the dance you know and they go back and forth like you can't bring your ice machine and you know that they're they're actually buying into this (laughs) patrick warburton live audiences okay seinfeld bell curve not a lot of people know about you know you say your joke you wait till the laugh kind of subsides a little bit then you continue is that a learning curve that people have with live audiences? Because I mean, they're not always a thing. They're not always a thing of the past. But live audiences aren't always live audiences anymore. So, like, is that something that struggle enjoyed? They're, they're not. You know, but when we did rules of engagement, a lot of people thought, you know, is that can? Is it, no, we shoot in front of a live audience. Sometimes, um, some scenes you can't shoot the entire show in front of a live audience. So what they do is they shoot a half to two thirds in front of a live audience, and the other third is pre-shot. Otherwise, you've got an audience out there sitting for six or seven hours for a show, and that's too mm-hmm. long. So what they do is they end up showing the scenes that were pre-shot to the same live audience, and then they grab the laugh track off of that. Got it. But uh, it is, uh, you know, the audience is um, is a player. And so you, there is a, a, you know, you kind of feel it back and forth, you know, as far as timing goes. The actors always have to stay in the moment and whatnot, but you have to kind of sort of like let those laughs, those laughs, you know, um, settle down before you, you know, proceed with the scene or whatnot. But it's just you kind of feel each other out. But then translate that to movies or voiceover work. It's a lot of silence around you, yet keeping that character up is essential. Yeah, well, voiceover work, especially because, you know, and even from what, okay, it's the exact same thing as what you guys are doing in here. You are in a closed room in a closed space, and there's nothing giving you energy. Mm -hmm. You have to obviously drink lots of coffee. That's what we do, (laughs) right? You know, um, voiceover booths a lot of times tend to be very, very cold. And you're in there, so you have to manufacture everything. You know, uh, you have nobody else to work off of, and uh, you just got to bring the energy up, Yeah. Is there a time when the producer says, Patrick, I need more energy, you happy bastard. Please bring it. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Um, Maybe not the happy bastard. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll always say, they'll say like, uh, yeah, we need a little more energy here. Um, yeah, maybe he's a... You know, because a lot of my characters tend to be done here. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of them sound alike. You know? I'm not exactly a chameleon. Um <laughs> But uh, you'll go, what's the difference between Kronk and Joe on Family Guy? Nothing. Um, well, there's, you know, Kronk, he's got a 
Croc's a little bit more down here like this. And Joe is just more of an earnest, I guess, cop fellow. Peter. But even though you have to manufacture so much energy in a VO studio, at the same time, my God, no makeup, no nothing. You don't have to look anything. Like, we could just be like like we are now, hats and t-shirts. There's a little bit of a breath of fresh air to that job as well. I guess, but I love makeup. I love it. <laughs> There's the line for this interview. That's the one. We got it early. We got it early. No wonder you and Kenny get along. He loves his TV makeup, too. I'm kidding. The hell's that about? I'm kidding. <laughs> we learned something new it's about it. Like a little bit of rouge on a you know, Thursday oh, morning, right? Come on. Yeah, Holy no rules smokes. Anymore. No judgment. Do you go through all of your characters on stage, or are you Patrick Warburton? No, so this is uh, interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, I open the show, I walk out on stage, and it's like, you know, it's like 10, 15 minutes of stand-up, which it's one of the reasons why I never did stand-up, because I sort of have a high bar of what I like, and I just would never want to be a mediocre stand-up. Now I'm forced to be doing stand-up, and, you know, you have to, the good ones eat, drink, and breathe this stuff their whole lives, and, you know, and now I'm, I've really just start, started doing this, and um, I'm enjoying it. But it does take a lot of work, and um, uh, but that's how the show yeah opens. Yes. Do you, Are you consistent with your show openings, or do you add new material if something, whether politically or sports wise, that is just absolutely hysterical breaks that morning? Do you ever add that in? I'll add a little bit. I mean, there was one little thing I wanted to add. I didn't even know. I didn't even know how, how I could add it in, but because I, I just laughed yesterday. I'm looking at the news yesterday, and uh, a United States fencer. Just got banned for a year from taking a knee at the Pan Am Games. Yes. I was like, he just got punished for a year, and nobody saw that. <laughs> nobody gave a crap. You're, really? You took a knee at the Pan Am Games? I mean, how did that not cause just more giggles than anything else? Like, what? <laughs> you really want people to pay attention to you. You really do. I don't think this is about the cause. I think this is... <laughs> Fencing. Fencing. <laughs> a guy took a knee, and nobody paid attention. Until now, because there's nothing to talk about. Uh, would you take a knee on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Who would suspend Patrick Warburton? Seriously. Yeah. Sure. National? Yeah. Well, there's my company right yep, there. Yep, there it is. I have become the national guy. I have guys, you know, there's old timers that play golf, and all they do is watch golf on TV. And if you watch golf or sports, that's when you're going to get the national car commercials. And I got guys come to me, you're the national guy. I'm like, gosh, I've kind of been grinding it out for 33 years. <laughs> I'm glad I'm just the commercial guy now. I'm the TV commercial guy. This is an older dad talking yeah. with a five-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. You have one daughter? I have one daughter. Okay. She's, is she your oldest? She's second oldest. Okay. Listen, how in the hell? My daughter's five-and-a-half years old. She can be six miles down the block and still find ways to kick me in the nuts. Wow. Did that, that had to happen to you with your kids early on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I guess, I, you know, I guess yeah. so. But it, it's been so long since uh, they did. He's been they, numbed. No. They've, they've fully recovered. So this is, you're still in that. This is Kenny's worst nightmare because every time he asks somebody this, it's always reciprocated. This is the first wall that he's hit where yeah. he's like feeding. Help me. Please tell me this is going to stop. Please. Wear protection? I don't know. I Yeah. Because, they, you know, they're not thinking about it. They're not mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I might hurt Dad if I land right here. <laughs> Bam. They just, uh, or maybe they are. Maybe she is. Would you have wanted to wait later in life to have kids? Well, 
It's tough to say that with four kids. Because, Look how great they are, too. I, being in the media business, too, we had the same struggles of trying to find the gigs and the jobs. And I, there's no way I, don't, I feel I could raise a family in my 20s or 30s when I just had no security financially, <laughs> mentally. Yeah. Uh, would you, looking back, is it the best for you to have kids early in life? Well, I, you know, if we were to plan on it, mm-hmm. we, we never would, especially in our mid twenties, because you, you go from, I mean, I look, I remember I was, um, I had a roommate, my, my, uh, good buddy, uh, Greg, we lived across the street from the beach in Santa Monica. Oh. This is back when I'm in my early twenties. All we, all we had to do, we're both actors. All we had to do is like knock out a commercial or two a year and that would pay for beer, food, <laughs> rent, you know, and play, you know, go on the beach surfing, playing volleyball. With the all you know down there at the State Beach in Santa Monica, um, shooting pool at night, drinking beer. Two years later, I'm married. I live in Van Nuys with a mortgage payment and a kid. I'm like, what the hell? Happened? <laughs> you know, and uh, but it throws you into reality. Now, it got me serious about what I what I what I did. You know, was doing career wise. You know, because mm-hmm. now I, I feel like I needed to focus more. Okay, you're going to spend a few less nights a week going out drinking and partying. You're going to have to focus. And so maybe I, you know, wouldn't have even gotten off or gotten any work if, um, you know, it had been so easy for me. But so that was a lot on my plate. You know, and we ended up have you know having four kids. And I, I look back now, and now it it all seems right. But it was a struggle at the time. Now I have a, a cousin, and you know, he just got married like. 51 or 52 and just had a, Bam. Know, a, a and just had a, had his first kid at like 52 and my mother's like oh it's just too old to be doing this and I go it's actually perfect mom because you know when I started having kids I still want to go out and do damage with my buddies you know now all I want to do is sit home and watch you know Netflix or whatever so what a great time to have a kid at 50 just you got your little kid you're playing you're goofing around you're watching your new narco show or whatever and, uh, you know, yep you know, I got it's perfect. It all up. comes together. You got it all under one roof. You're just fine. You know. You recognize that voice anywhere, don't you? Patrick Warburton here in the Freak Nation. Coming up in the second hour, his name is Diamond Dallas Page. Made a whole lot of noise back in the day with the WWF, the precursor to the WWE, and of course with WCW, and recently making some news with Michael Jordan's Last Dance involving. Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, and Hulk Hogan. It's a big second hour of the Freaks coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Coming up this hour, Freak Nation, Diamond Dallas Page, WWF fame, WCW fame, and he was in his late 30s when he really started to make a name for himself, and through his 40s, just kicks some ass, making millions of dollars, and now 
It's the Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, or DDPY, and he's saving the lives of old-ass men and women. He is with this Diamond Dallas Page Yoga, or DDPY. But the reason we're having him on is he was part of the Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman portion of The Last Dance and Michael Jordan's docuseries that came out on ESPN. It's a great story between Hulk Hogan, Diamond Dallas Page, Dennis Rodman, and Carl Malone. Uh, We'll get to that coming up this hour with Diamond Dallas Page. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. 20 years, man, 20 freaking years uh, on June 25th. That will be the spot-on date when we started this damn thing. And uh, with every intention, we intend to carry on, regardless of what's happening outside Statman's door, my door, your door on this planet. Because, yeah, a lot of things going on. Of course, the pandemic, the issues with the Minneapolis police, the riots across the country. I mean, holy smokes. 20 years ago, Statman, in our 20 years of doing this, we, we've got so many things to talk about, not just from a motorsports perspective, but life that's changed right before our eyes in what feels like a short 20 years stat you're absolutely right kenny and that's part of the value of the freaks and the freak nation everything has a part to play in the world of motorsport because motorsport is a part of culture culture is what defines us as a people so we've been able to talk about a whole host of things uh from the uh, the Earnhardt crash, fatal crash, to the towers coming down, to planes being grounded, the the battles now on the streets all over the country, the racism things that have happened. I mean, it's just it's amazing, and that's like I said, that's part of the beauty of the Freak Nation. When you look at the history of the freaks. Again, 20 years. Statman just brought up a handful of things that have come that have come down. June in the year 2000. Yeah. You look at the history of of what's happened in those two in those two decades. You go to Sunday nights where we get the the notification that Osama bin Laden has been killed and we spend 60 minutes talking about that in the second hour of our show. We we realize that Early on with our, with our show, that you know, motorsports is the base, but motorsports fans have a life. And they like music. And they don't like music. And they don't like actors. <laughs> but the, the evolution of really this planet so the last 20 years, it is bonkers. We, we couldn't catalog it in 20 days. No, social media did not exist when we started this show in June of 2000. So, yeah, it's just bizarre. And now that has taken over our lives, or seemingly so. Statman, I'm going through some of our old TV shows. Hopefully going to get those up on our YouTube page and our Facebook page here before I crap the bed on this planet. Stop. Um, one of the things that's interesting that we refer to in some of our early TV shows is, hey, go to my MySpace page. Stop. Oh. Do we really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's imagine if you're sitting in the stands with your good friend and you got a, a brew and a dog and whatever else you got there, <laughs> and you're sitting there talking to each other about life. You're not talking about the necessarily the race. You're just having a conversation about the kids, the wife, the spouse, the whatever, 
And that's what we've done for 20 years here in the Freak Nation. And it's it's made it a lot easier. And we've had responses from people who have told us that that's what, part of what they like about the show. We've talked about music. We've talked about news, lifestyle, and racing. Found out that Jeff Gordon was a breakdancer when he was growing up. <laughs> And then we were the ones, when Jamie Little was new in the NASCAR pits, we were the ones that passed on the Jeff Gordon breakdancing news to her, and then she put it up on TV, and the rest is history. So you can thank the Freak Nation for that. You're welcome. Going to reset with some affiliates, and then Diamond Dallas Page coming up. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this. 20 years of the Freaks. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up this hour, Diamond Dallas Page. Yep, that guy. He was part of Michael Jordan's docuseries, The Last Dance. Him, Hulk Hogan, Carl Malone, and Dennis Rodman. He'll talk about that. Coming up in the Freak Nation, but first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com, found out the perfect tire for that righteous ride, a big old sporty SUV. You got one? What a big old fat Ram or F-250. Put some GTs on the bad boy. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, yeah, we thought March was the longest month of 2020 with all that was going on, but can I just say, i got to get this off my chest, May gave it a good run for its money, especially this week. Please, I'm not a fan of rioting, but I get why it's happening. Peaceful protests, though, have not been heard, and they have not enacted the change that is necessary for what must become an equal America moving forward. Fighting and destroying property is obviously not right, but can we please let this be the last time a destruction needs to be made for such simple requests of respect and equality? That can't be too much to ask. All right, moving on to motorsports and some good news. Supercross was officially back, yes, actual racing on dirt in Utah at Rice-Eccles Stadium, where, by the way, the remainder of their now six-race season will all be reconfigured and run, and obviously with no fans as well. But for round 11, which took place today, it was Eli Tomac back in the winner's circle. Virtual racing is still going on, and the We Are the Race Legends Trophy wrapped up this weekend with F1's Jensen Button taking the virtual title. Fernando Alonso, by the way, another win. Speaking of Button, though, McLaren announced this week that their part-time third IndyCar will be tabled for the rest of the year due to the pandemic, forcing so many changes. Therefore, we will not be seeing Jensen Button or NASCAR's seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson in an IndyCar in 2020. As long as the Indy 500 does eventually take place on August 23rd as currently rescheduled, we will see Fernando Alonso in that third seat as a one-off. Regarding IndyCar, they are back on track this week in Dallas, and even though the Texas Governor Abbott has now officially declared that sporting events can resume with fans in the stands, IndyCar this weekend will be fanless at Texas Motor Speedway. And how about that Williams F1 team for sale? Just this week, they confirmed the release of their primary sponsor, Rocket, and a financial loss of 13 million pounds. They are now in a formal sale process to discuss options with potential buyers. Whoever thought the genius of Frank Williams would eventually be dissipated? <laughs> then again, reminder, it is 2020. Coming up in 15 minutes, legendary wrestler Diamond Dallas Pace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slick Mist products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Coming up, Diamond Dallas Page. WWF fame, WCW fame, and of course his name resurfaced again with the last weekend of Michael Jordan's Last Dance, where it was Diamond Dallas Page, Hulk Hogan, and Dennis Rodman, Carl Malone, making some headlines. So Diamond Dallas Page will be joining us coming up this hour. Your stat man, Scat. Uh, as, the, as the world continues to unfold, the news across the country, uh, it's, it's not lost on us. Statman is a black man. He's an African-American. And Wait, with, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had to remind that you that. Where did come from? Wow. Well, you know, Who you, knew? I, I had to remind you that when you look in the mirror, you, you know, it, it, hey, 
I'm a, I'm a black man on this planet. <laughs> and we've never been ones to shy away from controversy or racist remarks or racism. And working Because it has to be dealt with. And I think we, we are seeing that it has not been dealt with like we would have expected maybe decades ago. So, yes, there's no point in shying away from it. We have to talk okay. and keep the conversation uh, going. But, but that, that's, that's part of the, my conversation is working with Statman, not just with Speed Freaks, but prior to that with UPN News in Los Angeles has mm-hmm. been quite an education, not just from some of his brilliance, but seeing instances like this week, this weekend. Uh, through the eyes of a black man, through an African-American stat man, and, and seeing the frustration and the build-up to where we are at this point. I mean, stat, looking at it from your perspective, it's such a different animal than, you know, someone my age who's white, right or wrong. It's just looking at what's going on on this planet from your eyes, stat, it's a, it's a perspective that none of us can fully grasp. Especially in the motorsports world, it's not something that is talked about often uh, because there's not that many people. I mean, I can't tell you in all the years that I've been in motorsports where I've been the only uh, non-white person in the room at the track. Uh, And, you know, there's one track that I would go to and I made the mistake of wearing a drift shirt that had some Japanese flag and an American flag. And I was at a a dirt track on the 4th of July, and after a couple of beers, the people started looking at me like, what are you doing here? And, uh, you know, I had to get go get in the car and leave because, you know, I didn't want to be one of the 10,000 walking to my car after they've been pumped up on uh, uh, beer and fireworks. I mean, it just, it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, those are things that, that you'd like to talk about uh, at some point in life, but you have to pick and choose your places because some people aren't interested in a conversation about anything other than go get them. Uh, we got it. You know, it, it, you just have to be careful. You know, you talk about needing to pick and choose your conversations. And I truly believed what was it? 2008 when Obama first, he won his first election I truly believed we were in a spot of change at that point. And we, the three of us on this show, as Speed Freaks, we celebrated with an entire black cast for Speed Freaks that very next Sunday night. And whether it was Willie T. Ribs, Bill Lester, James Stewart, it it was amazing. And and just the perspectives to come from black athletes in motorsports, like you're referring to, Statman, was just that was an awesome show. And we were celebrating change and hopefully upcoming peace how have from your perspective statman how have we gone so far away from that in just the last 12 years you got two minutes stat go oh, geez. <laughs> well, the one thing that has changed and there has been enormous change crash it bought people out of the woodwork to say that'll never happen again and uh, with the after eight years of a black man, it's probably going to be 80 years or more. Certainly, they didn't want to elect a woman the last time. So, uh, you know, we have to come to grips with this, that the change that has been created may not have been for the best. But we've got the fact that we're having this conversation is a good thing. I keep saying to myself that one of the greatest sentences ever written by uh, Thomas Jefferson 
and uh, you know that, that we hold these truths to be self-evident. And then he puts the the quill down, goes home, rapes his uh, uh, female slave, probably beats his male slave, and you know the fact that he had slaves was something that was completely uh, anathema to the opposite of. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all these people have a right to be free. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. As I said, Freak Nation, we've been doing this for 20 years and being able to have these type of conversations. For some people, it's, it's definitely uncomfortable. It's not a case of being uncomfortable for me. It's just a case of trying to see these instances through through different eyes and working with Statman for 20-plus years has certainly helped me look at this from a different perspective when you're in a room and Statman says, look around, I'm the only person of color in this room and there's 100 people, there's 200 people. That's with the self-awareness of me as a white man in the room with a bunch of white people and you have one black person and that's my co-host. I mean, that's that's the perspective that, that I've gained stat man of working with you all these years who knows a crap ton about this sport yeah. and continues to shock us to this day well, and, it's, and it's not just it's not just it's not just stat man it's i got i, I, I here I, here's this white guy in a room me with a, plenty other white guys oh and i got a girl and i got a black man with me what the hell's going on here look at those lunatics over there <laughs> named, named the freaks you know yeah that was that was i keep going back to this and we can laugh about it but that was the value of the freaks 20 years ago to have uh you know a black guy and a woman at a time when those just weren't allowed in uh newsrooms and in press rooms and at a racetrack and we made it work and I always say this one of our biggest detractors ended up in jail for 10 or 20 years. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's just where we are and how we've survived from one station, one mic to an entire network. It's just been amazing. And, uh, you know, we've managed to overcome just by offering entertainment to people who wanted it. And I can imagine a lot of the people who are listening now wouldn't have accepted a black man or a woman when they started listening to the program 20 years ago. His name is Diamond Dallas Page. And with the WWF, WCW, he's made himself millions of freaking dollars. At the time, one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. Uh, his name recently resurfaced, and it involved Michael Jordan and the last dance. Carl Malone. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Dennis Rodman. It's a great story, man. Don't miss it. Diamond Dallas Page coming up next. The Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. It's been a painful week in America. We're asking questions about our relationships with our government and law enforcement. We may need to change America forever just to find answers to those questions. There's some reality, though. The SpaceX historic flight to the International Space Station. The wonderful thing about the TV launch shows was watching former Freak Nation co-host Chris Jacobs. Jacobs was only around for a year or so of our 20, but his friendship remains important. When you talk about Speed Freaks, you have to mention the NASA astronauts Doug Hurley and 
and Bob Behnken. Without going into a calculator of numbers, the SpaceX rocket will be going at 18,000 miles an hour to orbit the Earth once every 90 minutes. To escape Earth orbit, they'll be traveling 25,000 miles an hour, or 7 miles per second. Dizzying, but this mission could change American technology history, freaks for sure. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Yo, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. I don't know if you need to be a wrestler. I think you just got to have a heartbeat and half a brain for that song to get your ass fired up. Diamond Dallas Page joining us here in the Freak Nation. Does that get you geeked up, DDP? You know, every time before, you know, the music hits and you're backstage, you're already getting in the zone. But when your music hits and the people pop huge, you know, it just takes your adrenaline the next moment. And I I can go back now. I just turned 64 in April. And I I can look back and I'm watching myself. And I know I'm in my 40s because that's when my career took off. And I, I'm looking at myself knowing that day I was crippled. I was hurting so bad. But because of the adrenaline of the, of the crowd, I could still go out and never let anyone think I'm hurt at all. Wow. You know, it's like crazy. And then you get backstage and ooh, <laughs> you come down. <laughs> Uh, wrestling former wrestling star Diamond Dallas Page joining us here in the Freak Nation, formerly of the WWF, WCW, and many, many, many more. And so many things we'd like to talk to you about, but let's get specifically into the last dance where Dennis Rodman decides to take a hiatus from playoff basketball, and all of a sudden we see him part of the WCW tag team with you and Hulk Hogan and Carl Malone and all this. Can you kind of walk us through how all this started with the friendship that was built between you and Carl Malone, then all of a sudden Dennis Rodman's part of this? Well, you got to go back to probably about four months, five months before it happened. When the guys were playing, I was doing an autograph session in Houston, Texas, and I was there for two days. And the promoter said, do you want to go see the Rockets play tonight? I said, who are they playing? They're like the Jazz. I go, oh, yeah, I'm a big Malone fan. I'd love to... uh, I'd love to go check the game out. And Barkley, he's a buddy of mine, and he was hurt. So uh, I think Drexel was hurt, too. And they, they blew they, – the Jazz just basically blew the Rockets out that night. And in the fourth quarter, when he's sitting on the bench, Carl sees me, and later on I find out that it's Brian Russell. He goes, hey, that's DDP up there. And Carl threw up the diamond cutter sign at me. And I'm like 20 rows up in the deal with the guy I'm with, Ross Foreman, who's WCW photographer at the time, is like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's fumbling for his, trying to get his camera out in time to get a picture. He goes, Carl Malone just shot the diamond cutter sign at you. And now, now they, you know, the, the buzzer rings and the back on the court. He's sitting on the bench again, chilling out. And uh, he goes, dude, the next time out, you got to get him to do it again. I go, bro. I don't know the guy. He goes, he knows you. And uh, so next time out, you know, he's looking up again. And, you know, I point to, to, to Ross and I throw the diamond going to sign up and uh, throw my hands up in the air like, hey, what do you think? He threw it up again. We got a picture. He sent us backstage passes. And um, 
while we were there, Barkley saw me, pulled me in for a couple of beers, and uh, then Malone came by, and we talked, and we just hit it off big time. You know, I found, like, him, like, Herschel Walker was the first guy to ever do the diamond cutter sign in the end zone. And, you know, Herschel Walker never, he never celebrated. But that was his last big run for Dallas, and he threw it up between the ball and the bag and everything. I just... I just had relationships with guys like him and Garrison Hurst and guys who had intense work ethics. And I just bonded with those guys. And Carl and I started talking and I said, you know, I just saw you on the Tonight Show not long ago. And, you know, you were talking about wrestling and you didn't mention WWF. You mentioned WCW. You said, no, no, these are my guys. And I said, you know, if you ever want to uh, get in that ring, bro, I go, we should get together. And I go, here's my number. We exchanged numbers. He invited me to the All-Star game um, that year. And, uh, you know, we started to develop a relationship. We'd call each other once in a while. And then I heard Rodman was coming in for the second time into WCW. And I knew it was going to be a circus. I knew that it was going to get really big press. And I called them up and I said, you know, Rodman's coming in again for the second time. I said, he's going to team up with Hogan and do something. I said, what about, I said, do you have any, any issues with Dennis? And he said, no. He goes, I can't, you know, I've always liked Dennis. He said, what a lot of people don't know is my rookie year that summer we did summer, you know, camp, you know, they, they play in the league. Um, he said he was my roommate that year. So I got to know Dennis pretty good. He goes, I don't know who this guy is wearing the wedding dresses. But he goes, you know, I know Dennis, where he starts from. And he said, uh, I said, what if it was Hogan and him against me and you? And he just thought about it. He goes, that's interesting. I said, dude, you get to live another childhood dream, man. I said, think about it. He goes, yeah, let me think about that. So I Bischoff literally lived across the street from me and on the other side of the hill. So I, I, I hung up the phone with him and walked right over to his house. And I told him the idea. And they were playing L.A. that night, and they were already 3-0 up. And uh, this would have been the fourth game if they beat him there to sweep the series. And Bish watched, you know, him just go out there. And I wouldn't say he manhandled Shaq by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, they won and he kicked ass. And he was blown away by that, Eric. And he was like, let's get him on the phone. Let's make this happen. And then we flew out there and we struck a deal. Now, the deal was made long before they, uh, you know, the, uh, the Bulls hadn't even qualified for the finals by the time we'd already had the deal. Now, that they ended up in the finals, too, and ended up winning it, you know, that's, you know, we all watched. That's a guy named Michael Jordan and, and a great team and a great coach. Um, but that's a guy named Michael Jordan <laughs> that, that did that. But um, the bottom line is, is that uh, that day that he showed up, at, we were at the uh, we were in Detroit at the Palace where the Pistons used to play. You know they played there at the time, and so uh, we were. You know we had a Monday night nitro, 
And Eric Bischoff calls me in the office with Hulk. And he said, uh, Dennis is on his way in. I'm like, tonight? He's like, yeah. I go, they're in the playoffs. What do you mean he's coming tonight? He goes, he wants to come. We, we sent him a Lear jet. And um, he got there, and we talked about what we were going to do. And I'm getting ready to walk through that curtain. You know, because I'm going out there to basically say, of course, they didn't give me the time to do what I was doing. <laughs> but I'll take the cameo on the greatest <laughs> sports documentary of all time. Um, they, uh, What I was going out there to talk about was me joining the NWO, which was the NWO Red and Black, which were baby faces, were good guys. So people were expecting <laughs> me to join, and right before I said anything, Hogan hit that chair, and then Rodman did. Now, if you go back 10 minutes, when we're backstage, there's this huge rolled-up mat that's about, uh, I don't know, maybe four feet, three feet off the ground. And it's one big rolled mat. And he's got that chair in his hand. Mm -mm. And I said, I know you've never done this before. I know you've seen it a million times. Because he's a huge wrestling fan. So was Malone. So Dennis knew how to act and how to be the heel. I watched him last year when he was in the NWO. And his athleticism being so great, he could fake it. You know, but he, his, his entertainment side, he was top end. Like, he was a heel. And he knew how to act like that. I said, I know you know what's supposed to happen. Oh. Out of his hands. And I took the chair over my head and I laid it on that rolled up mat. And then I picked it up again and I laid it down nice and slow and flat. And I said, when you hit me, I want you to hit me like this. And I pulled it over my head and I came down with that chair fast and hard. And I said, see how there's no dents on the mat? I go, if you hit me flat, I don't care how hard you hit me. People always say to me, man, how do you fake those chair shots? You don't. <laughs> Professional wrestling is not checkers. You know, there's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And you want it to look good. Then I did it again. I took the chair. And I said, now let me show you what I don't want you to do. And I took the chair and I came down on the edge of the chair, which means the steel that goes around the, you know, the rim of the chair. Mm. And I said, now watch this. And I came down really hard and I hit the end first and then the flat. And I pulled the chair away. I go, see that line in that mat right there? If you do that to me, <laughs> you will shatter my ribs. Oh. I said, don't do that to me. <laughs> and then I had him practice. And then I had him practice. And I made sure Hulk hit me first. And then, you know, Rodman came with it. And, uh, you know, it started our angle. And I set it up with Malone after that. And it was the biggest, it was the second biggest grossing pay-per-view in the history of the company. Diamond Dallas Page joining us here in the Freak Nation. You've had back issues in the past. What did you feel with your back when Dennis Rodman was rocking your back with that chair, DDP? Discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, people can say whatever they want about pro wrestling. Oh, it's this or it's that. There's one thing that rings true with everyone. You can't fake gravity. When you're falling from X amount of feet and you fall and you hit the mat or you hit the floor, you hit the floor. We don't fake the chairs. If I was to hit you in the head, you can't do that anymore. But if I was to hit you in the head or in the back with a chair, and it's my turn to hit you to, to do that, to start this angle, because they know you're really getting hit. I would walk up to you. I'd put my arm around you, and I'd say, bro, I'm apologizing right now. He'd, he'd smile or laugh. And then I don't care who it is. He's going to say back to me, don't make it look weak, bro. If you're going to hit me with that thing, hit me with it. A couple of things I'd like to hit. One, of course, is I believe Hulk Hogan was the one that helped you with your big break. That and, of course, DDPY and those that you've helped with your yoga. Can you stick around for another segment? Sure, bud. Sure, absolutely. Bam. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. 
Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Diamond Dallas Page continues on with us here in the Freak Nation, and there's a great story that you've told many times before, but it's a it's a cool refresher to see. Again, you're a dude who really made it, got his break in his 40s, but it was one wrestling legend that helped you get to that break later in life. Who was it? Uh, it was Hulk, but let me just let everybody know, if you don't know my career, I didn't start to train to be a wrestler until I was 35, Jeez. 35 and a half. Uh, my career took off when I was on the second half of 40. By the time I was 41, which was 1997, I was on top of the world. 97 and 98, you know, just, I, I think I headlined 13 out of 14, 13 out of 24 main event or semi main event pay per views. But Jeez. back in 1994, you know, that was, you know, that was in 1997 and 1998. But if you go back to 1994, I was nobody. I was, the, what we call the curtain jerker, the guy who's the <laughs> first one out, you know, uh, and go out there and have your match and come back, get you, get, you know, start the people off. And about, I was on a tour with Hulk, and uh, it was his first tour, European tour, coming in to WCW. And those who don't know WCW, that they, we were on on Ted Turner's TBS and TNT. And back in 94, um, you know, I, again, I was nobody. Uh, I, but on my fifth match on that tour, as I came through the curtain, Hulk grabbed me and he pulled me off. And he's like, how are you doing it? I'm like, how am I doing what, Hulk? He goes, how are you getting so much better? He goes, I hardly ever see you on TV. He goes, but... He goes, I, when I do see you on TV, you've got some new move. You, you get the people involved, and that's what's important. He said, this is how they're doing it with you, right? They're putting you on the road like this and let you learn your craft. Like, he had just got in the company, like maybe a couple of months. And I said, Hulk, this is the first road show that I've been on in four months. He's like, well, how the hell are you doing it then? I said, well, we're in Germany, and the Germans love their Krauts, and my real last name is Falkenberg, and uh, I got a beautiful wife to walk me to the ring, and, you know, that's why, you know, I'm on this tour. And he goes, well, how the hell are you getting so much better? And I said, well, I went back down to power plant, you know, where I first learned how to wrestle, and they weren't using me. So I went back there and started training the young guys. And I figured out that the more I teach someone, the more I actually learn. The more I learn, I guess, the better I get. Uh, I go, thanks a lot, Hulk. I can't believe you're watching my matches. 
He said, listen, whatever you're doing, you need to keep doing it. Because it's not this year or next year or the year after. He said, but somewhere down the line, I believe you have the ability to draw huge money with me. And then he walked away. And I was dumbfounded. I was like, whoa, Hulk just got in the company. And he walked up to me telling me he watches my matches and he thinks I could draw huge money with him. There were so many things that were happening in my life at that time that it looked like it was never going to happen. But man, I believe in positive affirmations. I believe in the repetitions of positive uh, affirmations leads to you know, belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. And it was actually Muhammad Ali who said that quote. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. We all know his affirmation. I am the greatest. I'm the greatest of all time. You know, how do we know that that's his affirmation? Because he said it all the time. So I believe that. And it's worked for me over and over and over again. So I started manifesting this match between me and Hogan, not knowing what it looked like. Just I thought about it every day. And I worked my way towards that. Now, when Rodman came in in 97, he got a lot of attention, you know, because here is this guy who's just won the world championship, the NBA, and he's wrestling. But, you know, they all figure out that it's Rodman, though. He's a bit of a circus. Wrestling's a bit of a circus, you know. But when Malone got involved, that's when things shook up the world. And bottom line is, is that when I w when once I knew that Carl had told me that whether he wins or loses, he'll be on the Tonight Show, and it got my brain rolling. And I called up Eric Bischoff and I told him, and I said, "What if win or lose? Because we don't know at this time." When I came up with the idea, Hogan. And uh, Rodman are on the Tonight Show. And me and Malone come in from the wings, throw down the chairs, <laughs> and shoot our angle on not a wrestling show, on the biggest stage in the world, the Tonight Show. Man, that lit up. Because no one knew it was Malone before that. <laughs> that lit up, not just the United States, the world. Because so many people, you know, they, they respect the mailman so much. And, you know, a lot of people don't really know that Carl Malone is the second leading scorer of all time in the NBA. Not Jordan, not Kobe, not LeBron. Well, not LeBron yet. He may, he may catch that. But ain't nobody else going to come close to it. That's how great Malone was. And when he got involved, man, it shook up the world. It turned out to be the second highest grossing pay-per-view in the history of the company. Hearing Hulk Hogan, though, say to you, we got Diamond Dallas Page joining us in the Freak Nation. Hearing Hulk Hogan say to you back in, I believe you said 94, how are you doing this? That's what you have celebrity athletes asking you all the time now when they are in need of some 
some help in, in getting their bodies back to normal again. How are you able to do this? How am I able to do this? And that's what you do with DDPY. The proudest accomplishment, and you guys were with me uh, last year, not last year, not this past year, but the year before yeah. on Radio Row for the uh, NFL. That was, man, that was one of the greatest weeks of my life because we, we developed a partnership with the NFL alumni and all of those guys, you know, who, who want the program, I can give it to them and help them help to recover their bodies. Because, you know, a lot of guys, when they get to the end of their career, they're thinking, you know, I worked out my whole life. It's the last thing I'm going to do anymore. When they don't realize that once you get to the end of your career, where you broke up your body, how you work out is the most important thing you're going to do the rest of your life. Because you got to go back and try to fix all the damage you've done. And, you know, I've made it to a point. And so I those guys are, are really beat up where they got to do stuff in the chair. I had a guy, and I won't say his name because of the quote I'm going to give you, but he played for the Eagles for five years. His son played uh, for three years on the practice squad. So they were a father and son team that were doing my program. And um, they came down and they worked with me the first time. The son was already doing it. But the dad, he's like, Dad, you, you know, the son was like, you've got to do this, Dad. It's going to help your body. He's 72 years old. And I was showing him how to do my stand strong workouts, which you use a chair. Like, our workouts, like, start off in bed. You can't get out of bed? I got three workouts for you that help you get out of bed and sit in a chair. And then I got 10 workouts for you in a chair that will strengthen your body enough to get up and stand up and use a chair. So I'm using this chair, and I'm using it. I'm just going to say his name's Mike. And well, Mike did not want to use a chair. You know, he's an older, proud warrior. You know, he's still six foot three, two hundred and seventy-five pounds, but his body is broken up. And it took me a while to get him to understand why I was having him use the chair to help break up the scar tissue, to create balance, to help him go up and get down, etc. The bottom line is, I convinced him of it. By the time he had left, he kept doing it. On his sixth week of doing my um, of doing my program, he sent me a text, and it's DDPY alert. Mike Blank wiped his ass for the first time in five years. Whoa! Thank you, oh DDP. My. Whoa. Whoa. Oh my! Oh wow! A big, that's a big deal. You know, when you can't move your body. Wipe your own butt, you know, and all of a sudden you can. That's a huge accomplishment. Good. Diamond goodness. Dallas Page. Get your app now, DDPY. There's also a wrestler out there that owes you quite of a – there's numerous wrestlers, but one in particular, Chris Jericho, I understand that you helped him get back in the ring. You know, it's, it's funny because Chris had the same injury I had. The only reason there is a DDPY is because – necessity. Like I said, I started wrestling at 35. My career took off when I was 40. Between 40 and 42, over those three years, I was wrestling 270 days a year in the mat. Like, every day, going to another city. It beat up my body so bad. When it finally blew, I ruptured my L4 and L5, and they said my career was over. That's where DDPY came from. 
When I saw that Jericho had done the exact same thing, I sent him the video of the disabled veteran, Arthur Borman. If you're watching or you're listening, guys, and you want to check out my program, go to ddpy.com, go, you know, ddpyoga.com, either one. Go to the bottom of the page and watch the, the, the story of this able veteran, Arthur Borman. You'll know right away because he's standing there, 5'6", 297 pounds, with knee braces, back braces, and wraparound canes because the cat can't walk without them. And I sent that video to Jericho where, where uh, Arthur loses 140 pounds in 10 months. But more importantly, he loses the knee braces, the back braces, the canes, not just the walk, but run. When Chris saw that, he was like, D, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. Chris was 41 at the time. That was eight years ago. Chris Jericho, five months ago, signed a multi-million dollar contract with AEW, which is back on TNT in the same spot WCW used to be, signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. And that happened because he can still do what he used to do as a kid. Now, can he do it every night? No, but he doesn't need to because that's not the way AEW set up. But he has gone on. He told so many people about the program and continues. He's like my biggest advocate ever. So we go from Dennis Rodman hitting you with a chair in the last dance to chairs saving people's lives. It's It truly is an amazing story. <laughs> I never thought of that. That is so funny. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> There's the name of your book, The Chair. Yeah, The Chair. And again, we can't say it enough, Freak Nation. Uh, the app is spectacular. DDPY, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, Yoga, DDP Yoga. Well, he was mentioning guys who can barely walk mm -hmm. and they have knee braces. My knees are getting really bad. I'm going to have to do this. You have to do out. this, Chris. I absolutely have to. Well, yes. let's, let me call you all out. All right. I will yep. set you up. Have your guys stay on with me after we come up. After it goes to break. And I'll, I'll set you all up on the program. We'll come back and go you know, in four weeks and see where you are. Bam. Four weeks. That's it. To see if we made improvement. Well, four weeks. That's the beginning. Right, like, right, right. I have you try with the app, not just your weight, because the weight loss is just the awesome side effect. Right, right. You know, because if you, if you put the right diet that I give you, along with the program, this, this workout is, isn't yoga. I never developed this for yogis. That's why I'm branding everything DDPY because I want people to stop calling it just yoga. I have no problem with people calling it DDP yoga because DDP yoga is yoga for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. It's a kick-ass cardiovascular workout that dramatically increases your flexibility, strengthens your core at a whole other level. But here's the kicker. Minimal joint impact. Hmm. So you're not just stretching, you're stretching and strengthening. And I have you take in my tracker section of the app, I've got weight loss pictures. These six pictures are going to show your physiology, your flexibility, and your core strength. Then I'm going to put, give you measurements. If you're trying to lose weight so you can see the inches go down. I have a whole pain index. So from your neck, shoulders, hips, knees, back, where is the pain in your body? Because over a period of months, that 
pain level is going to decrease. So if it's an eight on your back right now, if you put the work in and do what I tell you to do, I can guarantee you that is going to come down. And will it be completely pain-free? I don't know. How are you, what food are you eating? And how often are you doing the program? All I know is I'm going to do this workout the rest of my life. I'm 64 years young right now. And if you would have saw me in January of this year, I showed up at AEW, ended up getting a bit of a little argument with a guy named MJF, and I didn't do a singles match because I ain't going near a singles match at 64. But a a six-man tag, I got involved in that. And at the end, when I came in and blew the roof off, the stuff I did at 64 and jumping off the top rope to the guys down on the floor, something I've never done before, the place went crazy. How can I do that? Oh, DDPY. That's how. What did I tell you, Freak Nation? Diamond Dallas Page. A little bit of reflection. Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman, and, of course, Hulk Hogan. And check it out, too. DDPY, DDPY, his almost said his yogurt, his yoga <laughs> app. It's awesome. It's greatness. I need to get my knees back in shape. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, we'll do it again next weekend, Freak Nation. Remember to shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it loose. Zip. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.